0: we well... and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Welcome back, buddies. It's it's really an exciting time. It's another episode of BuddyCast. It's the last BuddyCast before the big day. And it's BuddyCast with Chris, the Conquistador. (laughs) How are you
1: doing, sir? Pretty good. Yourself?
0: I'm doing fantastic. We're getting down to the wire,
1: so awesome yeah i heard that's uh that's awesome news congratulations thank you if you can see the silver up here <laughs> <laughs> mine's Uh-oh. all starting to go down here because i don't have any left up there so <laughs> there
0: you go there you go so kiss i gotta start out by asking how'd you get the nickname conquistador
1: oh that's from our other buddies uh from um the uh idiot bill podcast uh you know, we, we took them in some, uh, guac and some salsa and some, tor- uh, some tacos. Uh, the first, I, th- I believe it was the first time we did, uh, their podcast and, uh, they came up with the nickname, the conquistador and it's kind of stuck. I've been getting people come up to the truck and everything like that, calling us the kind con- you know, calling me the conquistador of tacos or con- con- conquistador of Erie. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool nickname. And, uh, we're going to kind of run with it. I think we're, we're, we're this winter. I'm kind of looking at a couple different t-shirts. So Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Marketing.
0: Right. <laughs> now you, you know, I have to ask, how'd you get tied up with those idiots? How did you get tied up with those guys?
1: You know, I I'm trying to remember. I, I really don't actually remember. I think he, uh, he just reached out to me. One of them just reached out to me. I believe it was uh, um, Blake. Who's no longer on the, uh, the podcast, he moved down to South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I believe he reached out to me and he asked me if I would be interested in doing it. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, you know, we like, I like to meet new people and everything. He's come up to the truck a few times before and, uh, he really liked the food and he kind of was more interested in, you know, bringing in some, uh, local, um, you know, owner owned businesses and stuff. And, uh, I was one of the first ones that they had on there. So, uh, us, uh, me and, uh, Tim grow from Abides. So love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we got to start, let's start now from the beginning. How did the apocalypse come to be?
1: Uh, so the apocalypse, this is literally one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, rewind about seven years. Um, my wife and I, we were uh, married for one year and, uh, our first, my first anniversary um, I spent in the hospital. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I have another business that I actually also run. Um, I own a pepper farm bread route and uh, I'm the third generation owner of that. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, my father owned it for me uh, before me for about uh, 30 years and my grandfather about 30, 35 years before him. And uh, I've been doing it for 16 years now. Mm. And um so what happened was uh I actually was unloading my truck and I fell off of a loading dock and busted up my knee and Ouch. got a yeah, I had a DVT in my leg and had a double pulmonary embolism and no no good, no bueno. Um mm. you know, so that was my first anniversary. Second anniversary, um, we were pregnant with my son and my wife has a um a condition if you will um that when she's pregnant she it's called hyperemesis um so basically what it is is for the entire nine months she is completely sick she can't keep down any food any water any nothing everything was it's all nine months of her just getting sick vomiting and everything so um it was quite brutal um her first trimester she lost about 23 pounds uh, in and out of the hospital, um, getting fluids and everything. And then it was probably, I'd say uh, probably about the second or third week of the tri- uh, of her second trimester. Um, she was kind of interested. She was hungry. She hasn't eaten in like three months. So <laughs> she decided, she says, you know what, Chipotle sounds really, really good. And I looked at her like "You few nuts, but it's what she wanted. So uh, she got uh, rice and guacamole and sauteed veggies. And uh, she ate that and she kept it down. <clears throat> so for the next two straight weeks, lunch and dinner every single day was Chipotle, same meal, same bowl. Um, I'd walk in and they knew exactly what we wanted and they would start making it right away. They're like, hey, that guy's here, you know, a goofy, bald headed. Big eared guys here. So, (laughs) Um, you know, so they started uh, uh, knowing our orders and everything like that, and they would make it for us. So, after two weeks, I sat there and I was like, I can't keep this up for the next six months. Like, this is getting expensive. And uh, I said, All it is really is, you know, some boiled rice, some sauteed veggies, and guacamole. And it was especially the guacamole that she really liked. So, um, I started making fresh guacamole. Um, she ended up liking it a little bit more than theirs. Uh, she likes a little heavy cilantro and heavy lime juice. So, um, you know, if you come up to the truck, uh, I do put a touch of sweetness in it as well. So um, she really, really liked the way I was doing it. And uh, if you come up to the truck now, it is called Finn's, Finn's Famous Guac. Um, And that's our original guac. I got tired of eating the same guacamole every single day, just original guac. You know, I was like, okay, I need to do something different here. And I wanted to get the creative juices flowing. So uh, every day I got home from work, I made her a nice fresh bowl of guacamole. Um, You know, and I would take a little bit of it and I would add, uh, you know, bacon to it one day. And then I was like, I wonder if we add some bacon and horseradish to it, you know? So we do a bacon horseradish one. Um, we do a smoked candied salmon one that is phenomenal. Um, I started adding some fruit to it. I kind of started tricking her into eating some different things like that, uh, doing our research and everything. We found out that, you know, uh, certain things like, uh, cantaloupe was another really good thing for, her cause it had a lot of water content and she wasn't able to drink a lot of water. So, um i would add watermelon or cantaloupe to the guacamole which sounds very strange but when you try it it's absolutely phenomenal um you know it pairs very very well with the fat from the avocado so um fast forward a few months and uh we had a couple christmas parties we had a birthday party um few of our friends, we would take over guac. Uh, She really liked the salsas as well. I was making a few different types of salsas and um, our friends started asking us to make make guacamole and salsas for their parties and they were buying it from us. So we sat down and we were just eating dinner one night and I said, don't you think it'd be fun to like have a guacamole truck? Like You know like i was telling you um you know we would do something like jenny from the guac or you know guac around the block and you know we would make our our original guac and then we would have different added you know different things that you can add to it if you wanted to um and we decided that erie wasn't really a hundred percent ready for just a guacamole truck so um we started doing some research and we started doing some tacos I started messing around with some fish tacos, which was her favorite. Um, and uh, we that's about where the conversation ended. And then about a week later, I got an email saying, are you interested in starting a food truck? And I was like, I, we didn't research anything online about food trucks. We didn't do anything like that. It was just kind of strange that out of nowhere, you know, we get this email. It's like, yeah, these phones are definitely listening to us. <laughs> you know? (laughs) And, um, so I clicked on the link. I was like, yeah, actually I kind of am. And, uh, it was a seven week, eight week class online every Tuesday, about two hours. Uh, the first hour they walked you through writing a, um, uh, a a business plan specific to food trucks. Uh, the second would be talking or the second hour would be talking about a lot about menus and, um events that you might want to join might not want to join um you know about how many people you can see to feed at each one of the events and uh it was it was packed with a lot of information so um i took the class and i wrote the business plan and i was never a really good student i was never one to sit down and write you know papers and all that stuff and uh i turned it into marquette not expecting much of anything um they're a amazing, uh, hometown bank. When they say they're the hometown bank with the hometown touch, they really are. Um, they read it. They told me that it was literally one of the best, um, business plans too specific to what the uh, business was. And, uh, they gave us the full amount that we were asking for. And wow. yeah. And then here we are seven years later and, Probably looking to start. I probably have to start thinking about writing another business plan for a, a second truck. <laughs> Ooh! You'll have, come,
0: you'll have to come back on the show when you get that second truck.
1: That's a maybe. That's a big, big maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's a lot running just this one, um, you know. So we're we're definitely going to contemplate it. We're going to take a lot of time to think about it and kind of decide on where we want to take this mm-hmm. if we want to take it to the next level. Um, you know, and have a second truck and, uh, possibly expand from there. Um, you know, we have a bunch of different avenues to, to really sit down and and think, uh, you know, write out the positives and the negatives for all of them. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I can tell you one negative right now is during the summer, I work about a hundred to 120 hours a week. Wow. So, um, you know, I'm usually absolutely whooped, (laughs) you know, by the end of summer, Mm -hmm. um, You know so this year we've we we got it we we had a really really good crew this year um you know each year it kind of changes a little bit you know people get other jobs and you know a lot of times we find the people that are um you know in between jobs or you know might be on maternity leave or you know look just making look you know looking to make a couple extra bucks on the side and uh you know that's kind of how we've had luck finding people but this year we had an awesome crew um, I was able to take on absolutely as much as I possibly could. Uh, we still turned away a ton of business though, and I don't like turning away business. So oh. that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, as far as thinking about the second, the second truck, the 2.0. <laughs> <We're laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Uh,
0: so follow up question, how's the family doing today?
1: Oh, family's awesome. Um, you know, my, uh, uh, my wife, is doing fantastic. She's extremely successful with her, with her job at Zern. And, um, you know, she's very hardworking and everything, uh, healthy. Um, I have a daughter who's going to be 18 in January. Um, a lot of times she'll work on the truck with me as well. Um, and then I have a seven-year-old son and, uh, my daughter's upstairs in her room now, but I had to kick the other two out because my seven-year-old son likes to be a terror in the house so <laughs> they're, they're taking, to go to
0: chuck e. cheese have fun
1: yeah right now uh, I don't think she can handle chucky e. cheese um uh, I think they just went down to the beach today that's that's their that's their uh, home away from home they lo- they love the beach so and then uh, we have a little puppy Andy she's sleeping next to me I'm surprised she's not jumping all over me too so uh,
0: if you hear the jingling in the background that's our ma- that's our mascot nugget
1: Oh, so. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So tell me about the journey it took to get the food truck. Like you said, you got the loan from the bank. What else did it entail?
1: Oh, it entailed way more than I thought it was ever going to. Like I, I personally, I never worked in a kitchen. I had no culinary background. Um, I just knew that I loved to cook. Um, I learned a lot of cooking techniques and everything from my grandfather and um, and uh i owe a lot to a, a lot of my um creativeness to him um you know he he he's always there and i'm kind of always well he passed away about a year and a half two years ago now um and uh he was always there for me and and you know i'd say hey i was thinking about doing something like this what do you think and he's like that's kind of an odd pairing, but, you know, let's try it, you know, and we would sit down, we'd experiment, we'd have a, you know, a bottle of wine and we would just kind of start experimenting. And that was a lot of fun. Um, after we wrote the business plan and, um, we had cash in hand, um, then came the research for finding the truck and finding how much we wanted to spend on the truck. Um, you know, food trucks can range anywhere between, you know, seven to $10,000 if you want to do a lot of the stuff yourself, all the way up to $150,000, $180,000 if you want a brand new truck with, um, you know, top of the line equipment and everything. I kind of want to settle somewhere in the middle. Um, so we did some research. We found one on, um, I believe it was uh, either eBay or um, it was something like, I think it was, I think it might've been eBay. Uh, I was looking everywhere and oddly enough, I find this, uh, retailer down in Manassas, Virginia. And, uh, so I called him, um, and it was all brand new equipment. It was a used FedEx truck. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, this is really strange. I'm finding trucks that are used with used equipment and they want 10 to $15,000 more than what he was building a brand new one for. So I was like, I got to come down and see this, you know? And so I drove the eight hours down to Manassas. Um, and I pulled up to this, just this alleyway and all that was in this alleyway was just a couple, just a bunch of garages. And he, him and his father rented one of the garages. Um, his dad didn't speak a lick of English, and uh, he his name was Adam. He was as well hard to understand, but we got everything all kind of squared away. I showed him exactly what I wanted um, you know where I wanted everything. He helped me with um, some of the stuff as far as You know, I wanted the refrigerator towards the back of the truck. And he says, well, that's where your heat's going to be. He goes, it's going to be really hard to temp stuff. So let's keep that at the front of the truck. So that was kind of, it was really nice to kind of help, you know, have his help, you know, in laying out the truck and everything. Um, And then I drove it home and boy, was that, that was a adventure. Um, You know, when we left Manassas, me and my brother-in-law, it was probably about 78, 80 degrees, gorgeous sun shining and everything. Um, we got to somewhere around West Virginia, and it, the temperature dropped like 15 degrees immediately. So all of a sudden, you know, everything starts fogging up in the truck. So I turn on the defrosters. Well, the defrosters barely even work. So I'm kind of like, barely able to see through the window driving through the mountains on the turnpike and everything. Once we got into PA and then it started pouring down rain, uh, uh turn on the window wipers and you were better off just having like somebody out there with like one of those cardboard paper towels, just like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, <laughs> they, they didn't work at all. So, um, we pulled over. I told him, I said, we have to find a parts store. I need new window wipers. Like there's no way I'm going to drive this thing home. Um, on top of it all, the truck probably only does about 40 to 45 miles an hour uphill. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, you know, we can get it cruising to about 65 to 70 miles an hour going downhill, but, um, and that was completely unloaded. It basically had all the cooking equipment in it and, and everything. But, um, you know, even now with all the inventory and the water and, uh, stuff like that, I mean, it, it weighs a lot more and it's, she's tired. It's, it's got about 200 and I think it has 221,000 miles on it. So, um, yeah, we're going to take her in after, uh, after the season wraps up in October and, um, I'm going to have them kind of do a nice, good tune up on it and hopefully get it out running nice and nice and purring like a kitty next year. (laughs) Yes. So, but uh, yeah, what's that?
0: I got another follow up question for you. Yeah. You said earlier, you kind of credit your grandfather for your success. Like how much other stuff did he teach you? How much did he teach you when it came to like cooking and stuff?
1: It was more or less a lot of watching him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was, you know, the simple things like, you know, Hey, is this steak done yet? You know, and he shows me the, you know, this is medium rare, you know, and, and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, you know, he taught me a lot about feel and, um, his number, one of his favorite things to always cook was seafood. And I was never a huge seafood fan, but he kind of, he would always push it on me and I would always try it, you know? And, um, now it's one of my favorite things to eat and one of my favorite things to cook. Um, so like the simple things like, you know, he would, he would yell at me, he would be standing right over top of me don't overcook those shrimp you know i mean <laughs> he's like i will not eat it so you know that's the one thing that you know we really really pay attention to is finding that perfect um you know temperature to cook the shrimp at and making sure that it's not overdone and making sure that it's obviously not underdone you don't want to eat undercooked shrimp mm-hmm. um, you know but uh, a lot of that stuff, he, he he taught me a lot of the techniques. He He's taught me how to, um, you know, do a lot of the stuff with the knives and stuff like that, um, you know, and then as far as coming up with the recipes and stuff, um, I've always, when I wrote the business plan, my business plan for for the tacos were always, I want something that is going to surprise you in the ingredients that we're doing and stuff. And I also want something that most people aren't cooking at home. Um, You know, I like pairing different things and, you know, having people come up and looking at the menu and going, "Eh, I don't know about that. That's, you know, like I said, avocados, you know, you know, guacamole and cantaloupe, like it's kind of something that most people wouldn't try. But, um, you know, one of my things is always, hey, try it. If you don't like it, come back i'll give you what you like you know um you know i i I tried to push people the same way he pushed me you know if you asked him what's on this pizza he wouldn't tell you he he wanted you try it if you don't like it fine you don't have to eat it if you like it fine you like it and i can tell you what's in it you know so um
0: i love that philosophy
1: Absolutely. And and I used to be a very, very, very picky eater when I was younger. Now you can put pretty much anything in front of me and I'm going to at least try it. I'm going to give everything one try because, you know, I'm going to be 40 in a couple of days and I'd hate to find something now that I always say, oh, I, you know, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like sardines. I don't like sardines or something like that, you know. And 10 years ago, I tried him on his pizza. He had it in his sauce. And I love sardines like <laughs> yeah, I totally would have missed out on that for the last, the last 10 years. You know, it's kind of a secret, you know, that's one of those things. It's kind of a secret weapon in the, in the kitchen because um, if you don't want to over salt something, um, you can add something like a sardine to 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 a marinade or something. And it's going to give you just enough salt. And it's going to give you some protein in there as well. And um, it's kind of a really cool thing. So that's what I try to do is. um you know, find those things that are going to flavor the food and be a natural type of flavor instead of just using a lot of unnatural things. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, one of our favorite people that we've uh, teamed up with, I believe it was last year I teamed up with her. Um, her name's Dorothy. She's from Buena Kachina. Um, you know, quick little shout out for her. Um, she owns a oils and vinegar. specialty shop down on eighth and green garden. Um, my wife bought her some, bought me some stuff for uh, Christmas one year and I absolutely love the oil. Um, I still use it to this day in a lot of the marinades and, uh, stuff like that on the food, on our shrimp, especially, uh, potatoes, anything with potatoes, it works awesome with. Um, and I went down and I talked to her for a while and we kind of struck up a deal. You know, I, I do a lot of advertising for, um, anytime you come to the truck, it'll be in our window saying that we we proudly use her, her products. Um, and, um, you know, in, in return, she kind of gives us a little bit of a deal on some of her stuff. So,
0: um,
1: I've been playing a lot with, with the oils and the vinegars from her. Um, you know, and it's just simple things, you know, like our Pico de Gallo, instead of using a red wine vinegar or a white, white vinegar, um, we'll use one of her basalmic vinegars, um, you know, and the one that we use in our, in our, in, in our Pico people come up and they're like, that was one of the freshest tacos I've ever had. What is the secret? And I was like, well, I can't tell you, but <laughs> go to Buena Cachina; She might be able to help you out, <laughs> love it. Um, you know, and it's just, just simple little things like that, that I really like to do. I love to experiment Um, you know, and then I like to have my subjects, my clients or my customers. And, um, you know, I like to test things out on them because, you know, what I like, they might not like and vice versa. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, You know, chicken is one thing that I, I don't like chicken at all. So it's one of the hardest things for me to cook and season and flavor and everything because it's just not one of my favorite proteins, um, you know. So I'll get a couple different ideas, and I bounced off of a few of the people that come up to the truck. We have a lot of um, a lot of people that come up to the truck all the time, and I really do trust, you know, what they what they like, and they'll come up and they'll they'll uh, you know they'll shoot me straight, you know. Yeah, it wasn't bad, you know, but it wasn't my favorite. Or, oh my God, I hope you have it on the menu every single day. So, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of that stuff. Love it, love it.
0: Yeah. I always, I like how you like to experiment with things. Like, I always thought that because I'm always the guy in the kitchen who's, you know, making a sandwich for lunch and, like, you know, on like a lazy Saturday afternoon, I'm like, you know what? I love, like, I love the combination like ham and ketchup, for example. Yeah. You know, everyone in my family is like, you are super weird for that. But I'm like, don't knock it till
1: you try don't it. knock it until you try it.
0: And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, if I ever owned a food truck one day, that would be the name of it like it'd be like a sandwich shop and saying, like don't knock it until you try it
1: (laughs) exactly and i like i said i mean it's 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 a lot of fun and once you've cooked enough and you kind of start understanding your flavors and stuff like that it becomes almost i don't want to say easy but um you know it, it it opens up a lot of um a lot of avenues and doors and stuff like that to, to where you can say, okay, well it didn't really work on the beef, but let's try it on the chicken or if it didn't work on the chicken. Let's try it on the pork. Um, you know, we have uh, I, my wife actually with that Christmas present of oils and vinegar. She bought me a, a book that's called the flavor matrix. Ooh. And it is one of the coolest books. And I don't read, um, <laughs> but it, it was one of the coolest books I've ever read you know, read through and played with, um, you know, it has kind of like a, a flavor wheel that's kind of set up just like a color wheel. Um, and it'll have your centerpiece will be say an avocado, for example, and it'll show, you know, um, your normal things that you'll put with it, a cilantro or a red onion or lime juice, you know, but then it'll have like a surprising, um, you know, pairing, which is where I got the idea for the cantaloupe um, or, or a fruit, a stone fruit. Uh, we've done it with peaches. We've done it with, uh, plums and pears and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's kind of playing, playing with that. And then another thing for me is always texture. Um, I love textures in your food. Um, it's got a, you know, if it's a little soggy, or soft, you know, you need something crunchy in there. Um, you know, we add either a crispy onion or um, you know, an apple, uh, something like that. That's gonna give it another another layer of texture. And then obviously, for me, first things first is um, you know, the colors and everything like that. I think people eat with their eyes before they eat with anything, before they taste it or anything. So, you know, I can throw together a bunch of stuff that's all brown and red, but you know, unless you have something green and yellow in there, it doesn't look that appetizing. So it's kind of, you know, finding those, those colors and the textures and the flavors that kind of all pair up and everything. Um, and I'm willing to try anything. And we put cinnamon toast crunch on some of our tacos. We do, um, dehydrated banana chips on one of ours. Um, you know, everything, anything, you know, it, it just, I just, I, you know, we, we also have our traditional, you know, type tacos as well, you know, for those that might not be as daring to try things, but um, you know, once people kind of, they're like, you can see them going, I kind of want to try that. Like the Robert California sounds really, really good, but banana chips on a taco. I don't, I don't know about that. And I'm like, try it. If you don't like it, I know what your favorite is. I'll give you your favorite, you know, and they come back and they're now they're constantly where's the Robert California. It's like, well, I got 55 tacos that I have to rotate through here. So it's going to be about another month and a half, two months before you see them again. Mm-hmm. Like
0: you said, don't knock it till you try it.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: So speaking of menu items, what are some of your favorite menu items? I know that's like asking who's your favorite child, but yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite menu items.
1: Yeah. So, um, I would say um, right before uh, I left for vacation, I actually took a vacation this year. It's the first one in like five years. So um, right before we left, uh, I rolled one out. um, It's a barbacoa, which is a shredded beef. And typically it is topped with a white onion, a cilantro, and maybe a salsa verde, which is a phenomenal taco in itself um, very traditional. Um, and so what I wanted to do with that was I kept the beef very traditional the way I do it and everything with, uh, chilies and, um, uh, chipotle and adobo seasoning and stuff like that. Um, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a, a, a corn slaw on it. I wanted to do kind of like a Mexican street corn, uh, slaw. So, uh, I charred up some uh, some corn and diced up some jalapenos and some red onions and uh, we mixed. You know, I basically made street corn on a cob, but I basically did it as a um, almost kind of like a dip. So in order to make it more of a slaw, we added some coleslaw to it and a little bit of mayo, a little bit of vinegar, lime juice, and it is. Amazing on top of this this shredded beef, um, you know. I wanted to add a little bit of a drizzle to it, so we were doing. We're still messing around with two different ones. We have an adobo crema, uh, which is a little bit spicier, and then we also have a uh, chipotle lime crema that I'm adding to it, um, and uh, some pickled red onions. So as of right now, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Tyler's tummy tickler. Which is our shrimp taco? Um, people absolutely love it. Um, I've been complimented more times than I can even count on the on our on our shrimp taco. So that's a blackened shrimp. Um, you know, I do a honey sriracha uh, slaw, and then a um, um, some cotija cheese and a avocado uh, lime crema on top of that. And people really, really like that. Um, another one of my favorites, we do a blackened catfish. And I do a southern corn and bacon fried uh, slaw over on, on that on top of that. That one's a really, really good one. Um, you know, we have our traditional Karen, which is just a ground beef, lettuce, cheese, sour cream. Um, your main main taco at every taco stand in, in, in America. So, um, you know, that's another one that, that people really like, um, you know, I, I, I've got so many of them that I can't even, you know, I can't even remember them half the time. So it's kind of, I have a whole folder on my phone that I go through and I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot about, you know, this one, we haven't done it yet this year. So what's that? The forgotten middle child. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, one that I I wanted to do since the beginning of summer and I haven't done yet um, is uh, it's a pork belly, and I do it in a uh, teriyaki glaze, and then we top it with a watermelon, mint feta, uh, pico, Ooh. and it is really really good. And people, that's one of those ones that people look at and they're like, do I want? Pork belly and watermelon, like that's kind of strange, but let's give it a try. And you know, that's one of those ones that people either really, really like it, or they're just like, yeah, it's not for me. So, um, but those are the ones I like because it gives people, you know, something to look forward to when we when we have it. Um, mm-hmm. Miss Swan has always been a lot of big, a lot of favorites. That's one of the first ones we've done. Um, you know, it's a ground beef, Korean ground beef, um, you know, Napa cabbage, sriracha mayo and uh, crispy wontons. That's another one that's really, really good. So, um, you know, it, we've got, we've got tons.
0: (laughs) And how do you come up with the names for all of them?
1: So it started off, uh, we started naming all the tacos after family members. um, and then that got annoying very quickly because everybody's coming up, like, hey, where's my taco? Why don't I have a taco? Why don't I have a taco name yet? So um I started getting irritated. So what I would find out is something. So the way we came up with Tyler's tummy tickler was uh my youngest brother Tyler, he kept asking me, he's like, you know, everybody else has a taco. How come I don't have a taco yet? So uh, what you wish for. Yeah. Uh he's allergic to shrimp. And I said, well, now your, ta- your, your your taco is now the shrimp taco because you can't even eat it. And we're going to call it the tummy tickler because you get sick when you eat shrimp. So. <laughs> so that's Tyler's tummy tickler. Love you too, brother. Um, <laughs> um, you know, my grandfather was another one. How come I don't have a taco yet? Well, he hated buffalo chicken. And we rolled out with a buffalo buffalo chicken one. We haven't really done it too much Um it wasn't one of my favorite tacos to do. Um, it's kind of just like a Buffalo chicken type of taco, you know? Um, but uh, so we called that the Buffalo Bob and he never ate it because he hated Buffalo chicken. So um, <laughs> I kind of, it's kind of my way of kind of digging back at him a little bit, but um, then we kind of moved into, we were going through an office phase. Uh, we love the show, the office, and we were taking little, tidbits from the office and, uh, that's where Robert California came from. That's where, uh, suspicion. yeah, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, a spicy chicken one called the threat level midnight.
0: Mm.
1: Um, then we have, uh, we had a shrimp one called the Dundee. Um, you know, so we went through, we went through the office phase for a year or two. And then, uh, now we're kind of just moving into just, uh, your typical, um pop culture uh, movies a lot a lot of stuff with movies um, uh, I believe um, the pork one that we just started doing was a Korean pork one uh, we call it Buzz's girlfriend from home alone and, girlfriend, you know, wolf, wolf. <laughs> and and that's probably my favorite thing to do because you hear people outside, you know, going to order or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, they have one called Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Like, you know, and you hear them finishing the phrase or f- finishing. Yeah. It's just it's so much it's so much fun to hear that. Um, the barbacoa one we call uh, no whammies. I don't know if you remember the um, the game show back in like the early 90s. Um, it was called Press Your Luck. Mm. And it was just uh you know, a whole bunch of little people that were all lined around the the thing. And you had to sit there and stop and you wanted no whammies, which were these little guys that come running across the screen and everything, but, um, they would take your turn or take your money, whatever. Mm Um, you know, so that's one that's called no whammies. So, you know, a lot of people, it's fun to hear people out there kind of finishing what we are kind of putting them on to. So we have a couple from the super troopers as well. Um, it's another great movie. Um, we don't have anything from Billy Madison or Tommy boy yet, which are two of my favorites.
0: Ooh, I got, I yeah. can think of some name for Tommy boys. Like Tommy want wingy. Tommy,
1: Tommy want wingy. wingy. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we or have. Like Billy Shnikes, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Exactly. So we, we like to take stuff like that and, and, uh, you know, and watch the people kind of have fun with it too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the biggest compliments is the Karen. So everybody loves, loves seeing the, the, the taco name, the Karen. So <laughs> you can always tell when people haven't been to the truck before, cause they just turn around and look at their friends. Like, Oh my God, they have a taco named the Karen. That is hilarious. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: oh, love it. Would you call yeah.
0: the name Bob, by the way?
1: Yes. So was mine.
0: And he was a huge reason behind buddy cash you know? Oh really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The minute you said, like, I had a suspicion. I'm like, I wonder if his grandfather, my grandfather, and you're like, and then we have the Bob and I'm like, yep, that's, yep, that, that's it. <laughs> yep. But my grandfather was a lot like your grandfather always encouraging me to do things. Always encouraging me to try new things. Yeah. You know? And like I said, he was the reason behind buddy cast. He was the one guy that would seek out someone at a party, not who's the star of the party, but the guy sitting in the corner, kind of like looking got that look on his face, like, and eh, five more minutes and I'll find an excuse yeah. to go home. Like I got to right. water the cat or, feed the plants or something, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he would make them feel like the star of the party.
1: Yeah. So yes, that was him. He was, uh, we call him the patriarch of the family. I mean, he's, he's definitely the one that kind of kept everybody together. And, um, you know, and we're, we're all still a very tight knit, you know, family and everything like that. But, um, you know, he did fish fries every year and he does, you know, he, he always did it, did it big for sure. Mm-hmm. He was hundred percent Italian. So, um you know nobody was ever going home hungry
0: <laughs> exactly so another favorite question i have for you where are some of your favorite places to serve in erie
1: um i would say uh you know for lunches we love doing hammock uh we we like feeding the um you know the people that are helping us out and everything like that um you know the nurses the doctors you know they're busting their butts and um you know, it's kind of like a, a treat for them, uh, you know, when they come out and they you can tell when they had a long day. And, you know, we, we always try to put a smile on their face and thank them, um, you know, for for all their hard efforts and everything like that. Um, you know, one of my favorite places, we, we love going to Erie Yale Works Altered State. Um, you know, one of my favorite um, events we're actually doing. Um, is Lions, Tigers, and Beers at the Ooh. zoo. Yeah, uh, we always have an absolute blast doing that one. Um, you know, Discover Presque Isle was a lot of fun this year, uh, minus the rain for the first mm-hmm. two days. But, you know, people still came out and supported us, which was amazing. Um, you know, the Humane Society, we just did the Rock and Rescue last week, uh, two weeks ago. And that was... Fun as usual. Um, uh, wine fest is coming up. We 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 really like doing the wine fest too out in northeast. So I mean, very very few uh, events we do that we, we we don't like to do. I guess you can say you know yeah. Um, you know we we enjoy just seeing people and 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 meeting new people and finding new followers. Um, you know, we always want you to come up to the truck and you can probably come up to the truck 90% of the time and you're going to hear us laughing and they're giggling, goofing around and stuff like that. Um, you know, cause I want my people to have fun while they're working. And I also want to have fun because, you know, I don't want it to become a job. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that the customers also know that, you know, we're not there against our will like we want to be there to have fun and have fun with them and stuff like that so we're always trying to strike up conversations and and learn people's names and learn people's you know what their life is and what they're going through and stuff like that because you never know it might just be the smallest thing like a guacamole or you know a free taco here or there to kind of really make their you know turn their you know dump of a day into you know a, a joyful day and everything so exactly um, you know, i'm sure it's a lot like what you're what you do you know mm-hmm.
0: yep number one all work no play make jack a doll boy exactly <laughs> and number two one of my light, one of my favorite life sayings since i'm a little person is great things come in small packages it's always you're right it's always those little moments like it's always those moments of like you know someone giving you a smile someone right giving you like a quarter for the meter when you're in need or right. You know, just something that little, someone giving you a free taco today or something like that, you yeah. know, like something like that, that makes your day 10 times more than like, Oh, I found 20 bucks on the street or I you know, <laughs> exactly. getting like a new whatever this week.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's just, you know, we, when, when I, um, when I train, um, my help and stuff like that on, on the, you know, at the window and stuff, um, you know, we have these really cool little buzzers, Um, you know, so when you come up to the truck and you put your order in, we write your order down, we give you a little buzzer and that buzzer will go off when your tacos are ready. Um, Even though we do that, I still like for her to take names and put them on there because, you know, you you kind of feel, you know, people feel welcome when they come up and they're like, you know, hey, Nick, how you doing? Uh, You know, and, and somebody just being recognized and remembered and stuff like that. And, you know, we serve probably, you know, I probably serve 25 to 3000 people this year. Um, you know, so it's, it's to try and learn that many people and everything and try and remember their names and stuff. It's, it's, it's tough, but it's also, you know, rewarding to the other person because they make you, it'll make them feel kind of like valued valued exactly and that's exactly how i want every one of my customers to feel when they leave the truck is they feel valued
0: yes and i like that too because that's what makes a good business when you're not just a number you're not just right right, now serving taco number 53 or your receipt says your order number is 625 of the day or something yeah exactly actually it's like you walk up and it's like you said you know them already hey nick how's the family doing hey nick uh, you know um, how did that interview go last week? Just right. something like that, that personal touch to make you feel like you're a buddy, not a customer.
1: Exactly. Yep. And that's what we want to make everybody that comes up to the truck as a buddy. So, mm. um, you know, we, we, we learn, we learn the names and, you know, um, my back door, as long as it's warm enough, um, you know, out or it's not pouring down rain, my back door is always open. I always tell people no matter how busy I am at the truck, please come back, say hi to me you know, make sure I know you're there that way. You know, I, I don't want you to think that I'm ignoring it or whatever, because my back is always to the window because I'm the well, one. You're not carrying something like
0: you're not right, checking, right. Checking right out of the thing. They startle you and boom, you know,
1: exactly. You know, so I, I like, um, you know, I tell people all the time, I have a open, open door policy. Please come back and say hi and, you know, and uh, let me know how you're doing and everything. So love it. So where can we
0: find you next? Where can we, locate you next. If we were looking for a good taco.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this weekend we're going to be on Friday. We're going to be out at Uriel works. Um, mm-hmm. we will be there from five until five until eight. Um, and then we got a couple other things coming up. We're going to be at the McDowell homecoming, op- uh, home opener, um, on the eighth of September and the ninth, we're going to be a barber, uh, beast on the bay. Oh. Uh, that'll be the first time we've done that. Uh, we haven't done that in the past. We've always been booked. Um, you know, usually September, September, October, we start getting a little bit busy with weddings. Um, you know, so I, so it's been a little bit tough to get them. Um, but we got a couple things with Asbury coming up, Asbury school. Um, and then, like I said, at the end of the month, we'll be, uh, at the wine fest, uh, in Northeast, So we're winding down to the end of the season. Um, You know, September, September is always one of those tough months for me. Um, I have help during the summer. Uh, He runs the bread route for me while I'm out with the food truck. Um, But he's a school teacher. So once school goes back, um, it's tougher for me to get out and do, um, you know, do lunches and do more events like I would like to, Um, mainly because, you know, my, my, Day, I start at 3 30 in the morning, and I'm not usually done till about three o'clock in the afternoon. So, to get that all done, then get home and you know, create a menu, you know, and have it all be fresh and everything for everybody. Um, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, and I don't want to work 20 of them, so <laughs> I have. I'm not going to tell you I haven't, but I, you know, it's not one of my favorite things to do, <laughs> exactly.
0: So, buddy. This is one of my favorite questions coming up next, and I think you're going to be the perfect answer for this. This is brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at Hashtag Positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's
1: buddy? Oh, what's it mean to be somebody's buddy? Um, number one, I would say to be there for them. Um, you know, especially nowadays, um, you know, with everything going on as far as you know, the world we're living in and just all the negativity around you. Um, You know, like we were talking about earlier, it might just take a smile or, you know, hey, how's it going today, Nick, you know, type of thing for, to turn somebody's day around. Um, You know, just being there for somebody, I think, Um, being a set of ears, you know. um, I know a lot of my friends, um, you know, they find it, maybe a little um irritating at times you know because we'll be you know they'll be like hey we're having a little fire today can you come over and i was like well you know we have a you know a, a an event with the food truck and everything but you know if i can get done and get out of there and you know come over and have a drink or something like that with you guys you know i'd love to you know and if i can't make that then i always i always let them know when I'm going to be available. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, I hate, I hate saying that they have to schedule around me, but, um, you know, during the summer, there's only so much time that you can really do anything, you know, do a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely being there for them. Um, and, and knowing, knowing the signs of, you know, um, mental health is obviously a huge, um, it's at the forefront right now of pretty much almost everything so you know know the signs and know when somebody's reaching out for help um you know definitely definitely be there for them um we've gone through it a couple times uh with people that are very 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 close to us and um you know it it was something that we didn't really notice at first but after kind of going through it with a person or two um, you kind of know the signs immediately when you see it. And it's, it's usually some sort of a cry for help and, and just be there to help them. Absolutely.
0: And buddy, we've come to our final question of the night, which we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this one? I'm ready. (laughs) For anyone out there who wants to own a food truck of their own one day, what's your advice
1: to them? I think most people would probably say don't. We get that a lot. (laughs) I was just going to say, you probably get that a lot. So I'm not going to give you that answer because I don't regret. I don't regret not one thing that I've done with the food truck. Um, I would say if it is something that you want to do and you feel like you can do successfully, definitely do it, do it the right way. Um, you know, when we started our truck, my wife and I, um, you know, people were kind of coming up and they're like, do you really need to spend that much on a, on a wrap on the truck or whatever? You know, maybe you should kind of try and get your feet under you. And I said, if I'm doing this, I'm going to do it hundred percent the correct way. Um, you know, I want to make sure that my truck is always clean. I want to make sure that my, um, inventory and my, uh, ingredients are always fresh, um, you know, so if you do that, you will be successful. Um, you know, if you tell somebody you're going to be there, be there, you know, don't, don't, you know, um, call them, you know, the day of and say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, we got, uh, another phone call today and, you know, we're thinking we're going to go do this, or I don't really want to work today because it's 97 degrees outside. So I'm not going to go today. And, um, you know, that being said, in seven years, um, I've had to cancel one event. um, Because uh, my entire family actually had COVID in 2020. So um, we had to cancel an event that time. Um, I've overbooked twice. And there was one that uh, while I was working, I did not put my in my calendar. And I felt like, I mean, that entire day, I was like, I'm selling the truck, I'm, I'm getting out, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I can't believe I did this to that person. Um, you know, uh, so actually, I found out how many people were working in the office um, that day. And uh, I went to uh, another one of my friends, Sticks and Bricks, Keith over at Sticks and Bricks, and I bought, you know, eight or nine pizzas, bunch of two leaders and I took it over to them and I said, lunch is on me. I feel absolutely horrible. Um, you know, next time we went down there, uh, you know, we gave everybody free chips and salsa, mm. um, just to try and make it right. Just to make sure that they know that, you know, I didn't do it on purpose and I feel absolutely horrible about it. Um, you know, so definitely be there for, for, for your um, your customers because they're going to realize that and they're going to be there for you. Um, you know, so I'd say you know if you're gonna do something if you're gonna do something, even if it's not a food truck, even if it's um, you know, a new job that you've been wanting to do, but we're kind of afraid to do, um, you know, give it 110 percent and that way at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, you can't sit there and say, Well, you know, if I would have done this or if I would have done that, you know, um, you know, you can you can look back and say, hey, you know, it set me back a little bit, but I tried it. I did what I wanted to do. Um, You know, I was kind of lucky. I'm I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have my my bread route, Um, you know, so it is a little bit easier for me to sit here and say, yeah, go f- chase your dreams and do this and do that. Because, you know, I was able to do that, but I was able to do that because I worked so hard at my bread route and I was able to get the stuff that I needed to, you know, start this. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I don't regret opening the truck, not one bit. Um, I don't regret doing anything I've, I've done with the food truck at all. So, um, I definitely say if you're going to open, if you want to open a food truck, open a food truck, just don't do tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Love the advice. I, I honestly, that's one more thing I will say is I actually enjoy, um, you know, I don't want to say competition, but, um, you know, kind of, it's funny because you'll see, you know, maybe a family member or a customer will come up and they're like, Oh, did you see, you know, taco distro, they're coming up, you know, and they're going to be doing this, that, or the other thing. And you sit there and you're like, yeah, but you know what? Like, it's not the same thing as us. And it's going to keep you on your toes. You know, you get to, you know, somebody comes up with something and you're sitting there going, Hey, um, you know, they're, if they came out with something new, let's let's try and let's do something new ourselves and stay ahead of the curve, you know. And and that's it's what I try and push. do. What's that?
0: It's the motivating push.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so so much for being a buddy on BuddyCast. Thank you. Like we like you said earlier, we have an open door policy on BuddyCast. Awesome. You are welcome back anytime. Anytime you have something to promote. And much like your business, you're not a guest on this show. You're a buddy. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Being a buddy on BuddyCast. I have one, qu- I have one favor to ask you before yes. we end the show. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year, please promise me you're going to go out and you're going to go be someone's buddy. Absolutely. Love it. For my buddies out there, this is my buddy Chris, the Conquistador K. Okay, please. If the taco truck is in your area, especially your EPA, and you're looking for a good taco, please check them out. Highly recommended. I'm your host, Nick Swanson. This is the final buddy cast before the big day, so we'll good see you sometime this later this month. But until then, like I said, go be someone's buddy. We'll catch Great you all next time here on everybody's favorite show. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to, feed to make Buddy Cast. Don't feel like it can make everybody here on Buddy Cast.